Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. We are on a fantastic roll, like such a great roll, talking about the drama triangle. Um, And I told you that Stephen Cartman, um, a brilliant, brilliant psychotherapist, first introduced this drama triangle I call the dreaded game um, in the late 60s. And, you know, one thing I want you to know, I don't believe I've touched on in the, in, if you have not listened to the last three podcasts, please go back, okay, and listen to those last three, because they talk about the victim role in detail. There's two episodes dedicated to the victim role, the rescuer, rescuer role, and now today we're going to talk about the persecutor. Um, and the persecutor is that third role role in the drama triangle. But remember, there's only two players, three roles, okay? And the persecutor role is the key to all of it that really does um, create this massive toxicity within the relationship and with everybody else, you know, around the people that are involved in the drama triangle. Because guess what? Your energy affects the uh, the energy of everyone around you. You know, I was thinking today that, you know, that we have to keep getting ready to be ready. <laughs> what does that mean? That we have to stay in, uh, you know, you know, I, and you want to kill me probably with what I'm about to tell you, but, but no, it's coming from a place of love. Positivity is the key to life. Positivity, 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 positivity. It's the key to life. It helps you get through these shitty, shitty situations. And more than that, it helps you get out of them. You know why? Because you're like, I want to live a positive life. I'm sick of this crap. Sometimes it does just say, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And, and most people will get sick of it. Even, you know what, the greatest thing is when I, oh my God, I love when my clients take the narcissist by surprise. Because one day they say, guess what? I'm done with you. I'm done. Oh, you want to call me? No, you'll be blocked. You want to find me on social media? You'll never find me. I will not return a call. I will not return a text. You won't get through to me. I am done with you. Suck it. Yeah. And you know what? And that, and when they, when somebody hits a level of positivity where they can just say no more, which is what is the word for 2022 or two words, no more, no more, no more. And that's what I want you to keep saying. No more, no more crap, no more staying in these crappy relationships, no more shitty jobs, no more negativity and no more to the drama triangle. Okay. So what happens is, you see, if you have a desire and you believe it, and you believe in that desire, and your desire is to get out of this shitty relationship, you know, then guess what? It doesn't matter what that desire is, or um, how badly you want it, because the, the dominating thought about that desire will win. So if your dominating thought 
is negativity, you will stay stuck in this drama triangle. Okay. See, all emotions are are a mix of thoughts between what you're thinking and what your inner being is thinking. So that internal struggle that's going on within you is real. It is real because who you really are, your true self, your soul, that the God within you knows what you desire. They know what you want. He or she knows everything that you've put in your closet. You know, I tell my clients this all the time. There's a closet in heaven and it has your name on it and you have the key to unlock the door. Nobody else. Only you. Through how? Your thoughts, your energy, the way you talk, walk, what the way you hold yourself. Are you a liar? You're not going to get the things you want. Liars? Oh my God, they stay stuck more than anybody because their energy is so off. It's energy. Okay, so for instance, um, the universe doesn't hear me say, I am confident. Doesn't hear those words, okay? Doesn't hear, um, I am successful. It doesn't hear, I'm a piece of shit. I'll never find success. I don't have enough money. I'll never have enough money. I don't have enough money. It doesn't hear that. What it feels, it feels you. So if you're saying, I'm stuck in this relationship. He or she treats me horribly. And you keep complaining about it over and over and over. Now, think about when you're saying that. They're so mean to me. They lie to me. They're cheaters. They're this and they're that. And those things are all true. The proof is there, right? But guess what? You're going to get more of those things because your energy is stuck in that mode of negativity and it goes out, the, the universe picks it up, and guess what? I'm sorry, law of attraction is basically that which is likened to itself is drawn. Let me say it again. That which is likened to itself is drawn. So guess what? You're drawing in whatever you liken to yourself, through your thoughts, your emotions. So you got to stop focusing on the toxic, negative relationship. Somehow. So, now let's get to the persecutor role. <clears throat> okay? So, the persecutor is, it basically is either the victim or the rescuer. <clears throat> They become the persecutor. And the perse persecutor insists, it's all your fault. Either the victim saying to the rescuer, it's all your fault, or the rescuer saying to the victim, it's all your fault. It's all your fault that you stay stuck in hell. That's because you won't do any of the things that I'm telling you to do. If you just did what I told you to do all the time and I could control this, this would be able to blah, blah, blah. Okay, now, the victim, it's all your fault. You're not rescuing me the way I want to be rescued. Just give me the money. Just let me cheat on you some more and use you and abuse you. Just give me the money. Now, of course, not all victims are narcissists. We have victims of every kind here in this world, which I've talked about. Okay, and they're not just out to take your money, but they're out to suck your energy. They're out to take your time, right? You know how many victims that I have that I've had to cut out of my life that are not my clients? Because what do they want? They're the victim, victim, victim. They want to talk to me all day long. And tell me all of their problems. 
and I give away free advice, free advice, how blah, 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 nothing changes. And finally I say, here's the deal, no more. You wanna talk to me? Great, tell me about your grandmother. Uh, the, the one that's nice, don't tell me about your problems because when you do, I'm hanging up the phone. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. I don't even bother anymore. You want to complain? Complain to somebody else. Like literally, I, you know, and, and I, obviously there's some things that, you know, oh, you know, something happens. I get it. But the victim orientation says, I am a victim. I'm focusing on all of my problems. Okay, and everything in this dreaded game, the drama triangle, is about the victim orientation. So the persecutor, you know, chooses to be the persecutor, which remember is either going to be the victim or the rescuer, because they have a desire to dominate and dominate either the victim or the rescuer. But remember, the rescuer will turn into the to the um, victim. So. So what happens is the either the victim or the rescuer is feeling dominated, unheard, or abandoned. And then the persecutor is going to use, guess what, passive aggressiveness, intimidation, rage, um, anger, manipulation, lies to get what they need. Okay? So it, it would be something like this. So the rescuer would say, listen, at first I tried to help you, but you attacked me. Okay, who is they talking to? The victim. And I defended myself against your attacks because you, you, you. Okay, now here's the thing about it. The rescuer probably isn't wrong. They were getting attacked because they were not rescuing the victim in the right way. But why were they rescuing the victim for the hundredth time anyways? We've already gone over that. Go back to the rescuer, um, the podcast before this. I tell you why. So the persecutor basically thinks that the victim, the rescue, will not succeed without total control and guidance. And it's just totally destructive. And you know what? The triangle persists because each partner and participant has their mostly unconscious psychological wishes needs met without having to acknowledge this broader dysfunction or harm done in the situation as a whole. So guess what? Each partner basically is acting upon their own selfish needs rather than acting in a genuinely responsive or altruistic manner. Right? So, you know, you got to understand that um, persecutors fear loss of control, okay? So if the victim is losing control, the rescuer is losing control, they become a persecutor. Persecutors fear loss of control. Rescuers fear loss of purpose. And guess what? Rescuers need victims, someone to fix, to bolster their self-esteem. So rescuing gives them that sense, false sense of, you know, security. So what happens is they will turn to the as to the persecutor when they're not, you know, the the person the victim isn't doing basically what they want him to do. So in reality, this the drama's triangle pattern repeats itself. So um, think of it like this: eventually, the prince husband becomes the domineering, 
and the damsel wife in distress becomes dependent or grows cold to her savior's advances and guess what what happens next all of these illusions of a cheery ever after fade away and then this is when the drama triangled, which is just nothing other than a you know tangled web, really shows its per you know um, it, it shows up in the relationship. So when because each of these players can um, vacillate between the roles, the roles start to get all intertwined. They start changing positions on the board, right? <laughs> And and it's just crazy. So one of my clients had married, you know, this beautiful woman. She was everything. She had two children when they met. She had been struggling to make ends meet. Um, the children's father was basically absent from their life. And he enthusiastically embraced this new role of the primary provider. And, of course, the stepdad. He had become the rescuer she was the victim well he continued to you know do the rescuing and the saving well several years passed right so what happens the children enter into adolescence hard time for kids um so he wanted to control them and to parent them and he the way he saw fit and his wife saw that, you know, and said, hey, I, I, I don't agree with that, this, you know, that's not reasonable to expect that from teenagers. So she felt he was, what, critical and judgmental of her parenting, of her children. But for, from his perspective, he was just, you know what, offering helpful alternatives. He had maintained his role as the rescuer. But what he didn't realize is that at this point, his wife stopped seeing him as the rescuer. And now, guess what she sees him as? The persecutor. And so she went, you know, sought comfort through the friends, the co-workers. And guess what they all did? Supported her victim stance. These are the new rescuers. Okay, so now she's pulling in new rescuers. Right? Now, she lashes out at him. In reaction to feeling victimized and he felt like a victim to her persecutor which was a counterattack. well they saw a few couples counselors looking for a rescue but their marriage was basically ended and he came to me by the way do you think I could have saved it yes but it would have been difficult only because um, she sounded like she was very embedded in her victim role and then be, the, the persecutor role. Um, and she was mad. And here's the thing about that, and this isn't for another day. Um, blending families or coming in as a step-parent is very difficult. And no matter what, you are not the parent of that child. And no matter what, that parent that's not the step-parent will not, if you two parent differently, will not appreciate your advice or how you parent. It's so different when you are parenting 
with your children's biological parent. It's different. And as the kids get into the teenage years, they resist the step-parents parenting. It's the way it is. Blending families is difficult. Beyond difficult. I don't even recommend it. And again, I'm going to go into that a different day. Um, I'm not saying it can't work, but you got to do a lot of work before you enter marriage. Before. Because you don't want to put the kids through another divorce. So anyways, so these dramas, what do they do? They lead to massive despair, right? Um, and inability to be stable. Um, you know, it's basically what happens is that when you're living in this drama, you're always alert for anything or anyone that is going to, basically your partner, um, fracture yourself, you know? Everyone is on the defensive. The victim is defending herself, himself against the persecutor. The rescuer defends victim from persecutor. The persecutor defends himself against the rescuer. It's fucking exhausting. Take, you know what? Can I just be Sleeping Beauty now? Could you think you just put me to sleep? Yeah, but don't have the same prince kiss me and wake me up. Yeah, no, I don't want that shit. Take it, Disney, take that. Okay, I don't want it. Um, Can you just send like an... I don't know, some sort of like beautiful dog to kiss me and wake me up. They're much more easy to love. <laughs> I'm kidding. Although I do love dogs. Um, but anyways, so when you inhabit any of these three roles, any of them, you're basically, guess what? Reacting to the fear of the victimhood, loss of control, or loss of purpose. One of those three things, okay? So you're reacting to fear of victimhood, loss of control, or loss of purpose. You're always looking outside of yourself to the people and circumstances of life for a sense of safety, security, and sanity. And none of those things outside of yourself can give you the safety, security, and sanity that you desire. So when you want that filled, you need to feel safe, secure, and sane within yourself or else do not get into a relationship because you will end up right here. Okay. So when you consider your past, Think about all your relationship, which seems to be filled with the victims, the persecutors, and the rescuers. Now then, assume, guess what? I want you to assume this, that your future is going to be much the same. Since you've been a victim, you're going to project that into the future. Working to prevent or put off what you believe is your inevitable victimhood, okay? Living this way is like, you know what? You're, um, oh, you're constantly looking in the rear of your mirror. You, you assume that the road ahead is just going to be like the road behind you. And guess what? When you accept this way of living, it is. It will repeat itself, but in even more dramatic ways. The, dra the, dra uh, the, um, the drama increases. And guess what? You learned this game in your family of origin, in your tribe. Go back, think about it. I was a rescuer, classic rescuer. I know how this started. Oh, I know exactly how this started, right? It, it actually started my sister. It's my sister and I. This was the first drama triangle I was in. And my sister and I have alternated, not anymore, we did, but between 
one of us was the victim and one of us was the rescuer. And it started out with me being the victim, her the rescuer very early on. Because when my mother died, she was seven. I was nearly three. Mom goes out the door gets to get things for, you know, my parents' New Year's Eve party that evening, December 31st, 1972, on the way to the store, she's killed. Um, I am going to do a podcast soon on my life just because I don't, I think it does need to be done. Um, probably in, I'm going to do it in um, pieces because it's, yeah. Anyways, so that night my dad puts us to bed after he tells us that our mother is dead and she is no longer coming home we are nicely put off into our beds well i'm crying of course and my sister is hugging me rubbing my head telling me it's going to be okay first time victim rescuer now that role continued like that until i was able to really um speak and we then we started swapping roles and one of the biggest um, examples I can think of is that when my sister was in the eighth grade and I was in the fifth grade, I ran down to, we had a school, an elementary school right near my house, and I went down there, I would always hit the tennis ball against the wall or I'd get, go on the monkey bars, whatever. Anyways, ran down there and my sister was laying there. It's not funny, but I can't even believe this. It was like the middle of the afternoon. I did not expect to see my sister laying there i was fucking convinced she was dead literally laying on the ground on the concrete on the playground i couldn't wake her up i did not know what was going on i ran home which was right basically across the street <clears throat> called my aunt and my grandmother because god knows I, my dad i was not calling and wait when went to the school waited for them to pick us up and sat next to Kelly, and I was like, please don't die, please don't die. La, 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 la. Anyways, she was drunk, and <clears throat> we get to my grandmother's house, and I'm sitting on the couch watching TV with my grandfather. They put my sister in the bedroom, and now she was the victim. I rescue her. She comes out from the bedroom all of a sudden and runs to me and starts attacking me and beating the shit out of me. <clears throat> Why? Because um, the way I rescued her, she didn't like it. I called family. Now she was going to get in trouble. She was embarrassed. So now she's persecuting me. And that right there is when the drama triangle dynamic started with my sister. And we played the victim, rescuer, persecutor, God, up until I was 30. Yeah. So think about it. There's there's going to be other situations in your life that this drama triangle comes uh, into play, right? So, um, <clears throat> and guess what happens? As you resign yourself to this pattern, your spirit suffers. And it get, gradually it withers away. And that's why so many people could, you know, will suffer from the sadness from what they would call the depression, because once you are absorbed in the drama dynamic, you sleepwalk through your days. You just believe that the next nightmare is right around the corner. You know, it's just a toxic mutation of the human relationship. And it just pains me to see this played out so often. It's just, it's poisonous. It's toxic. And, and without it, your life would be peaceful, 
saner, safer. Yeah. So, you know what? It's called the victim orientation. And, you know, when you surrender to that victim orientation, you're surrendering to hell. When you're surrendering to this drama, you're surrendering to hell. So how do you get out of it? Oh, my God. Well, there's a few ways. But one of the ways is you have to start, you have to change your orientation of the world. And what does that mean? That means that an orientation is a point of reference, a mental standpoint that determines your direction, right? So if you've had a compass before, um, you know, that shows you where to go, you know, which way to go. Well, you have an orientation um, that's inside of you. It's called your inner orientation, your mental standpoint, and it has everything to do with the direction you take in life. So your orientation determines a lot of what you experience. So your inner orientation basically says um, it, it, it allows you to think the things you're thinking, you know, inclinations to do what you want, have the interests, the reactions, all of it. So what you focus on, guess what? Guess what? Determines how you act, react. It affects everything that shows up in your life. So the direct result of, guess what, having a victim orientation inside of you to the world is reflected in how you live, your relationships, your career, your job. And I'm going to leave it here for today. Let that sink in. So what does that mean? No more, no more, no more. Yes, that's what that means. Are you ready to be done? Are you ready to be done? If you are, you know what? I'm releasing, again, my group course, How to Unlock Your Attachment Style. Basically, go from surviving to thriving in relationships in life. Amazing. I'm going to, you know what? There's an early bird special. I am going to release it actually tomorrow. I was going to release it yesterday, but I'm fixing a few things I want on the on the landing page, the sales page. And you know what? I've already run, um, this course has been run through. You're going to see testimonials for people that just took it with me. It's amazing. Or set up a free call with me to do one-on-one -on -one work and heal everything once and for all. Group courses are amazing though. I love group courses. I love one-on-one -on -one work. It depends upon what you need, right? And also, honestly, uh, your pocketbook because there is a big, huge difference in price working with me one-on-one -on -one in a group course. That's the truth and for obvious reasons, okay? And, and guess what? And I know my worth and my worth is, whoa! It's What, what am I giving you? I'm going to give you freedom. I'm going to, what is your freedom worth, right? That's the question. Freedom from this. Ugh. So are we done with the drama triangle talks? No, I'm just done explaining the first three, the three roles. I love you. I love you. I care. Love yourself enough to say no more. Until next time. Bye-bye.